This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So we're we're establishing some of the um, the parameters, you know, some of the boundary edge cases here, and we can now walk it back, oh. right, Shilpa? We can now walk it back. I don't and just <laughs> re-enter. <laughs> just salmon, nice little salmon dish for a weeknight. Sure. And <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> Hey there, listeners, future callers, and cooking enthusiasts. This is Dinner SOS, the show where we help you save dinner or whatever you're cooking. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Our callers this week are Brian and Claire, a newlywed couple from Indianapolis. And their issue is one we hear about all the time. We love all fish and we try to find ways to you know work in fish to just about everything and really like the main one for us for our entire relationship since we've dated and everything has been salmon yeah i feel like when we were first dating it was like an easy impressive looking thing to make that actually wasn't that impressive just like some baked salmon with lemon and garlic or something but we just have cooked that or some variant of that throughout like our entire dating relationship. And we need some new way to have fish and enjoy it again before we kind of get sick of it. I, I'm preemptively trying to not get sick of it, you know? Yeah. When I first met my wife, she would cook. <laughs> and she would make like the same dinner for herself all the time. It was salmon with roasted sweet potatoes and kale. You're describing me right now. That's me to the T. <laughs> I mean, that is it. It's like literally the only thing she made. And she made herself so sick of all those things. Like, I still have sweet potato on, like, a kill list, you know? <laughs> I Like, I literally can't make it for her. I love sweet potatoes. I'm just imagining, like, that list on your refrigerator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that is so real. When you become truly, or when there's a danger even, like you're just, you're reading the signs, you know, I hear that. And there's a danger of you becoming sick of this thing. But here's what I, I'm curious to know more about. You mentioned, okay, like early days, it was the simplicity of, you know, salmon with a little bit of lemon, garlic, salt, what have you. Is that the same sort of way you're preparing salmon now? Have you moved on to broader salmon horizons? <laughs> what is What does your salmon repertoire look like? Well, other than cooking it, we do put salmon in sushi a lot. So that's a fun yeah. switches it up. Uh-huh. But other than that, I do feel like we're basically baking it with some lemon yeah. and garlic. We're still doing the same thing. Wow. I think we tried yeah. it stovetop recently. You know, I went for the crispy yeah. vibes. Yep. How'd that go? Very unsuccessfully. I typically leave the fish cooking to Brian. It's not my strong suit. So break yeah. that down for me. Wind it back. What happened? I think I just overdid it, you know, trying to get it crispy 
on the outside. Like I was really focused on the crisp because I like crispy salmon skin, you know, and my friend made it for me like that once. And I was like, I can do this. And then it never really crisped up and I overcooked it. So it was just a fail on all all sides. (laughs) Huh. Whose recipe for (laughs) this crispy skinned alleged salmon were you following? I'm curious, like, was it a recipe? It wasn't a recipe. I, it was just me trying to do it off of memory of how my friend did it, which was probably my first mistake. No, interesting. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's cool. Um, (laughs) We love cooking without a recipe here. (laughs) And here's what I'm curious about. Are you looking to have some more interesting creative ways of using salmon? Or are you looking to broaden your seafood horizons? I, I could see you going either way with it, like either some fun new take on salmon itself or, you know, a fun new take on a whole other fish. Okay. I tried recently doing like a, in some, you know, in a cast iron pan, I used a video that you guys did where Brad Leon, yeah, he did swordfish steaks on the cast iron and that was really good. I feel like swordfish in particular is a little tough, like a little, you know, too tough. Of a fish for me? It's firm. It's it's steaky. Yeah, it's kind of its own thing. It's like, it's closer to tuna, and yet it's fattier than tuna. Um, yeah. But interesting that you weren't a fan. It does, swordfish is a little bit, kind of stands alone a little bit from other types of fish. What about like flaky white fish, like cod, hake, halibut, pollock? I'm definitely open to it. Okay. And what is it about fish? Like, are you eating other types of animal protein, but you just prefer fish? Is it just sort of like general healthfulness? Yeah, we eat mostly, I would say mostly vegetarian, like 80%, 80-20, I feel like. I'm not as much into, I'm not anti-animal protein, but I'm not into it as much. Mm -hmm. And so fish seems to be like my go-to if we're going for something like that. Yeah. And I'm like opposite where like I never have to have meat, but I do enjoy it. And I feel like fish is the one that we're both like, if we're going to have meat, we're both always feeling it. Just we like it. And in your general cooking, which is to say like mostly vegetable and plant-based, you know, I'm just kind of curious just to understand like what your fridge door looks like in terms of, you know, the kind of the condiments that I might find there if I were to root around in your fridge, which... Let's face it, if I ever were to come over, I would definitely do that because I'm weird like that. (laughs) I could answer this question because I just cleaned out our fridge. And having been recently married, this Brian's fridge is new to me. And I was cleaning it out and realizing the entire door could be filled with just random vinegars, all sorts of fermented things. It's just some of the jars aren't labeled. It is a wild time in there. And I feel like at any point, Brian could probably pull out any sort of Asian recipe and have all of the random ingredients that you need on hand to make it. I have a lot of stuff that, you know, I'll buy for one recipe, something I want to try, and then I never use it again. But the, the one that has come back a lot, sorry, non-fish related, but just for an example, yeah, yeah. is um, I made like Filipino chicken adobo. Uh-huh. And, you know, they have that that soy sauce that's a kind of different. I mean, I think the brand is... Datu Puti? Yeah, like Datu that. Puti. They make the cane vinegar and I think they make a soy sauce as well. Yeah, so I have those two things the cane vinegar and that like soy sauce that's just kind of like thicker and different. And I loved it so much. I have like made that chicken many times with those two two things. But then I also just use that soy sauce a ton because I yeah. like it. It's different. 
love that. And it sounds like you're not afraid of flavor, right? And and trying new things. And that, again, it's like that kind of thing, super helpful information for me. Another random one, I don't know if this is helpful at all, but we just had a very long conversation randomly about how much we both love mustard uh-huh. <laughs> and like different <laughs> types of mustard and how you can incorporate that into so many different meals. Yeah. I've been wanting to do a single ingredient mustard story for a while because it (laughs) it shows up in these different forms, right? Like you have powdered mustard, Mm. right? You have like, you know, powdered hot mustard. You have this like tradition of like unbelievably strong and assertive mustards coming from more central Europe, like Germany. Mm. You then have English mustard. You have whole grain mustard. You have mustard oil. I mean, mustard, the way mustard oil is incorporated into Indian cuisine is like fascinating you know, wasabi. So anywho, all that to say, fascinating ingredient. And that that sort of sends my mind spinning in a different direction still, in a good way, in terms of some things to consider here. For what it's worth, whatever happens from here, we got to get you, like, crisping up the skin of your salmon, effectively. (laughs) Like, if there's, listen, there's people who are just like, I will never eat the skin of a fish, and that's just who I am. Like, Mm. okay, Fine, like I guess. But if you're willing to go there and you appreciate crispy skin on a fish, salmon is great for that. And there's a lot of things you can do to just, you know, kind of demystify some of the process. Sometimes just starting in a cold pan, you know, which is a more kind of gradual way of heating up that fish and the sort of subcutaneous fat. You know, I think it, it is intimidating to a lot of people, but it doesn't have to be. So even if, you know, all we did was kind of level up your salmon game, salmon, I mean, honestly, people eat so much of it. It's mm. like orders of magnitude more salmon probably is consumed than almost most other seafood cooked in the homes space. I could only eat salmon as like my only source of animal protein for the rest of my life. And Clearly, probably just with a little <laughs> lemon, a little garlic and salt, and then just baked. We've been happy. We've been happy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, the fact that you haven't gotten sick of it yet, I'm really impressed by. <laughs> Maybe we don't have to do much here to just kind of like up your game a bit. So <laughs> amazing. Talk to you soon. I feel like you just said something to the effect of, if you're happy, no, I'm happy. No. That's certainly what Maybe, it maybe like. not, but the public is never going to hear that coming from me. Don't try to, like, oh, like okay. don't rustle the plastic so you don't oh, have to sorry. talk to me. Now, Shilpa Eskokovic and I have been colleagues for a few years, and we do like each other, I promise. But we are also incredibly willing to go toe-to-toe on the nitty-gritty details of recipe development. And we don't always agree. A perfect example, when I approach her in the test kitchen about Brian and Claire's fishy problem. Everybody wants crispy fish skin and it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. But I have to tell you the secret. what? Okay, one second. There's many layers to this. Getting crispy fish skin requires technique and it's not always worth it because it loses its crisp very fast. Okay, one. And two, if you do want crispy fish skin, the secret is to use Wonder Flour. And I shan't be... um, Denied. Yeah. (laughs) Denied. Thanks uh, for speaking English. I I don't know. That's interesting about crispy fish skin. You like crispy fish skin, I'm assuming. I mean, especially salmon, especially so anything salmon. in that sort okay. of like trout yeah. family, you know, okay. I think is especially good. What's your trick to getting crispy fish skin? I'll reveal my trick after the break.
from the creators of Who Smarted Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Brian and Claire, welcome back. All right. Well, I know I have some ideas about your issue and like how to make your salmon life a little more interesting, but I'm very curious to hear what Shilpa has to say. <laughs> wow. Didn't even give me a chance. Shilpa, here. I just teed you up brilliantly. You did. You did. Well, here's the thing I have three options. Okay. Okay. One is for a fish that's not salmon. Okay. One is salmon, but cooked in a different way. And one is salmon, but not in the format you generally used to. Okay. Okay. So we'll start with we'll start with cryptic. <laughs> we'll start with the the dish that's fish but not salmon, and it's actually one of my recipes, which is the brati coconut mustard fish. Oh yeah. Ooh. And it uses halibut or cod or any white fish really, but those are my preferences because they're nice and meaty and they cook up really well. And then this coconut milk sauce, which you can make spicy if you'd like or you can keep it you know not very spicy by adding serrano chilies and then you slip in towards the end of cooking whatever vegetables you want like green beans asparagus cherry tomatoes whatever and you serve it with rice and it's just where, where does the mustard come in in the sauce where is oh, it, when did it go it. in with the coconut <laughs> with the coconut milk. what type of mustard regular yellow mustard actually yeah it has to be like you're ballpark. burying the lead Start over. Okay. Yellow mustard. <laughs> okay, it's a coconut. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so yes. No, because I was one of one of the things I thought was most interesting about this dish that Shilpa contributed before you were even on staff here. Yeah, you that's contributed true. that as a freelancer. That's true. And a number of people tried it and were just like, "What is going on with this fish?" Like the simple fact of introducing mustard to mm. coconut milk mm, yeah. felt like such a revelation and so different. And I was curious, like, if that came from a specific place. Yes. Yeah. You're so good. Uh, yes, it does. It, it's very, like, Bengali way of cooking. They eat a lot of fish there, and they do have a lot of mustard. And this is a very classic combination, like coconut milk mustard. They would grind their own mustard paste from mustard seeds, but then you can use French's, like, any kind of really hot yellow mustard and should replicate the same thing. It's a fun combination of flavors. Uh, so thank you, Chris, for reminding yeah. me. No, I just <laughs> want like, to give yourself some mustard. credit. It's just so different. I mean, obviously was coming out of a specific context, but, yeah. but the way that you adapted the inclusion of mustard, the fact that you were very comfortable letting, you know, just like a classic yeah. yellow mustard <laughs> yeah. stand in was so fascinating at the time. And, and, yeah. it, and that dish, I think, has like stayed in my mind as like one that's oh. like really... Really quite fun. 
Thank you. It sounds so good. <laughs> okay, so that is my recipe idea for fish that's not salmon. For uh, salmon that you cook in a fun way, I have, these are rice paper salmon rolls that you cook in an air fryer, if you have one. <laughs> or you could also bake them in the oven. It is a fun way to cook. Um, I think this fish. one's crazy. It, it's crazy. <laughs> I think this is crazy. Will you, like, actually tell them what's going on here? Okay, so you take the salmon and then you cut it into strips. You coat it in curry paste. And then you wrap them in rice paper, the same one that you use to make, like, fresh spring rolls. And then you air fry it or, or bake it. Actually, I cook them in the recipe. I cook them on a skillet. But I've done them with mm. great success in an air fryer as well. And I, I actually, they get a little bit crispier in the air fryer, which is why I led with that. Uh, but if you don't have it, you can, yes, do it in the skillet as the original recipe suggests with a little bit of oil. Uh, and it just cooks up uh, really crackly and crispy on the outside. And then the salmon stays succulent. Is the I think word this I want recipe is completely insane. I would never do it. Magical. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I mean... It's it's like a little bit of a project because you're assembling these little packages. Like, do you need to cut the rice paper in half? Yeah, you do have to cut the rice paper in half. But then you roll it you up just... like a... <laughs> <laughs> I just... I Like, you know, Brian... <laughs> <laughs> Brian and Claire, we're at, we've had like a bit of a long day here. Everything is totally cool. <laughs> Just to be clear. Oh this was a wild card. It was always meant to be a wild card. And it you was. framed that beautifully. Well, and I don't fully even understand. No. I'll do respect. I don't understand. Like, how, how did you get to this way? Because, like, does, does this come from something? <laughs> Shilpa, so point being, Shilpa just kind of went from, like, zero to 60. Yeah. You know, we're, like, being sucked back into our seats, being thrown oh violently goodness. around the car. She I has can't. somehow decided to put us all in, like, a Formula One kind of race course when kind of what we need is to, like, drop... <laughs> drop... <laughs> drop a V6 into the old truck and just take her up to a nice gentle 45 miles an hour. Oh you know goodness. what I mean? <laughs> hey, I'm here for it. I feel like might as well go all the way. We're done. I'm done. I cede my time to you. <laughs> no, there's a third recipe. Yeah, wasn't there a third? There is, but now I'm scared. What is it? No. It's, it's like salmon. Yeah, yeah. But okay. it's hot smoked salmon. <laughs> Yes. It's you don't cook oh, it. You buy you hot smoked salmon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's still. Am I okay to? Yeah. Okay. Do it. Um, Do it. Okay. Choke. I feel like it should be mentioned that yeah. in your defense, I'm here for. I need the lemon. I need the extra lemon info. Yeah. Brian is is on the level. He oh really? Spend three hours wrapping salmon ah. in rice paper in rice paper and sheets. make yes. it happen and have the time of his life so i love you're not that. speaking to nobody here you know what like, claire Sh shilpa i, I hope you that. know i like i got emotional as you were describing that because it <laughs> sounds so cool and i like that's what i need it you know have some good alone time yeah well, you know, we try to use little like, you know, kind of like clues and indications based on our conversations with you and other callers yeah. to try to determine like who you are in the kitchen and yeah. truly like what the appropriate level is to come in with. You know what I mean? Like some people are like not doing a great job cooking salmon because they don't know even just the first rudimentary thing about 
okay, let's season the fish. You know, it comes out of salt water, but doesn't necessarily have salt in it. So (laughs) we got to put some of that on it. You know what I mean? Other people want a project. You Mm -hmm. know, other people are like, oh, even if what I said the problem was, was that (laughs) we're bored of salmon, actually, I'm looking to like truly blow up every last notion I have about what a fish is is and can do <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah, that's what Brian. I want. And I love yeah. that. And so, Shilpam, you were right on the money, you know? <laughs> you did it. You yes. nailed it. Okay. Like it probably won't even, it doesn't even look like salmon when it's done, probably. <laughs> Not no. at all. It looks like no. anything but salmon. Yeah. 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 Love it. <laughs> I, say I love can it. confirm. <laughs> I don't know that it looks great, <laughs> but it, it definitely doesn't look Ouch. like salmon. <laughs> Have you had this recipe or made it yourself? Me? Absolutely yes. not. Okay. I, but no, the reason why I haven't had it was because we still hadn't returned to full-time yes. work in the test kitchen. Well, that's true. We were still kind of in like kind of COVID quarantine kitchen sort of footing at the time that that recipe was developed. And I think part of it was we were seeing this as a trend. Yeah, it was a TikTok thing. It was like right, a TikTok when you asked thing. me where the inspiration was from, it was definitely a TikTok moment where people were <laughs> wrapping stuff in rice paper and air frying it or sauteing it until it gets yeah. crispy. Um, all right, I'm going to talk for a minute here. So what I originally said to Shilpa, you know, was kind of, let's each suggest a fish that is, like one of them is a salmon dish and one of them is a non-salmon dish. Mm. Here's what I'm going to give you. So this first one is a salmon recipe, and it's called sushi rice with miso caramel glazed salmon. Oh, that looks Mm. beautiful. Yeah, I I know. I'm not mistaken. I'm cooking the salmon skin side down to the point at which it's really and truly crisp. So Mm. we're talking skin side down for seven to nine minutes over moderate heat. Okay. Hotter and faster is not better when it comes to crispy skin. Moderate, longer, is always going to win, whether it's chicken, whether it's fish, anything. So drawing that process out, extending that process is what gets you to that deep, burnished, browned, crispy place, the kind of crispiness that lasts, right? It's like five minutes later, you come back over and you sort of like ting, ting, ting it with the the tines of a fork, and it's still giving you that kind of crackly sound. So Mm. you're starting out by doing that in this recipe, Right. And then ultimately, you're making this really simple miso caramel, cooking it out, introducing some maple syrup and some tamari and some rice vinegar. Mm. And then you're glazing it. And then you're serving it over this seasoned sushi rice, cooked sushi rice. And by seasoned, I just mean a little bit of vinegar, sugar, and salt. And seasoning that rice and kind of giving it that sort of added dimension as opposed to just the style of short grain white rice, just adds so much character to the dish. And this is just a great way to cook salmon because salmon itself has a very strong flavor. So you can lacquer it in very strong flavors and achieve like a pretty nice balance. It's obviously has enough flavor on its own that I think that's part of what appeals to people about it, right? You can cook it very simply and it still is going to taste like something. Whereas cod or halibut, Mm, if you cook it very simply, it's not really going to taste like much of anything. Then, let's see, my second dish. This is a non-salmon recipe, to be clear. And this one is called cod with scallion sesame butter. Oh, 
So basically, it's cod fillets. Again, any flaky white fish, cod, halibut, hake, haddock, scrod, if you're up in New England ever. Basically, anything flaky in that space. Getting coated in cornstarch or flour just to kind of give you a little bit of a base for getting great color on it. Cod, because it's so lean, it doesn't really want to brown very easily. But if you coat it in a little bit of starch, could be Wondra flour. I know you're a fan of that. I know that was on the tip (laughs) of your tongue to interject. I was very graceful. let me just cut you off right there because I know what you're going to say. Wondra flour makes a great crisp coating for any protein. It's a really nice thing to have around. So you're crisping your fish. And then imagine you're taking a bunch of butter and some sliced garlic and some ginger. And you're just bringing that up to a little simmer. And as the garlic is getting browned and crisp, the butter itself browns. And then you put that over a whole bunch of scallions. So you're creating a kind of like a scallion sauce, a very kind of classic sauce preparation. But you're giving it the sort of like the added nuance of using brown butter and all of this toasted allium flavor with a little hit of toasted sesame oil as well. And you're just drowning that cod in flavor. Again, because it doesn't have a ton of flavor on its own. It has a lovely texture. And that preparation, honestly, would work with salmon as well. You wouldn't even necessarily need to coat the salmon in the starch because it's going to it has so much fat in it, it's going to want to brown on its own. But you could. I don't know. Surprise me. And and then it has just like that that sauce, I think, is like a very versatile one, which could frankly also work on any protein, even outside of fish. Have we come back from the brink? <laughs> I think we sound like sane, competent <laughs> people, at least like yes. we have for the last yeah. 10 minutes. We have. <laughs> Largely in part because you were speaking. <laughs> <laughs> How does all that sound? Oh, it sounds really good. I, I do like having, you know, a couple... Wow, cards. Unhinged <laughs> options. <laughs> yes, truly. Like, I, I need those too. But also it's like, you know, sometimes I just need like a good sauce to amp something up. Yeah, yeah. I, I like honestly feel like I can't even process like which one I want to... Yeah. Thank you so much for the recipes. I feel like... Wait, Shilpa, did you have a third one? <laughs> Brian's not letting this go. He's I not do. letting it I'm go. I'm sorry. No, give it to I, him. I love it. Um, He's clearly taking. You notes. can just send me the link if you want. No, 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 Shilpa, <laughs> have at it. Well, the third one was for hot smoked salmon, as we were saying, because oh, right. you guys oh, yes. like the salmon, but you don't necessarily have to cook it this time. You can just buy hot smoked salmon, and then it's in a hot smoked salmon noodle salad, which was developed by Hannah, our colleague, and it was really brilliant. It had a bunch of different textures. It has the hot smoked salmon. She uses buckwheat noodles as the base. As in soba. Yes. And then a lot of crunchy vegetables, like radishes and lettuce. And it comes together very simply with a dressing, which is simply sesame oil and, oh, mustard again. Oh, right up your uh, alley. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> she uses the karashi mustard, right? Yeah. Like leads with it, but mm-hmm. you can use something else too. You can use English mustard. Like um, a hot mustard. Mm. Okay. And you make a simple dressing and you pour it. And it looks really beautiful and it's it's a great dish to make when you have company or, you know, even just when it's yourself. And then it keeps well as well for the next day. Always a plus. In my mind, people don't necessarily always know what you mean when you talk about hot smoked salmon. To be clear, this is salmon that is in the 
ton of, you know, sort of fish product aisle next yeah. to the cold smoked salmon, what people think of as that kind of characteristic lox or mm-hmm. what you find like mostly on like bagels and stuff. Hot smoked salmon has the look and the texture of actual cooked fish mm-hmm. as opposed to cured fish, but it has like lovely smoky flavor and it's often like, you know, quite salty and takes really well to being kind of broken up after a fashion incorporated into salads or, you know, just anywhere where you want a little bit of protein, but like a lot of flavor. Mm. It's such a wonderful addition to like a cooking repertoire. Yeah. It's so easy. Okay. And it like comes with some texture to it. Like, oh yeah. It has that flaky cooked fish texture. Like it wants to flake apart. Okay. So yeah, thank you for not letting it go, Brian. Yeah. That's a great recipe. Just anything in the kind of like noodle salad space really... Uh, like that's a, a great one because you can make it ahead, you know, just the f- sauce is so flavorful. But the hot smoked salmon, I'm telling you, Brian, it's going to blow the hair right off your head. Guaranteed. Okay. Wow. Man, just I, I just shaved my head, so I don't know. I was going to say, yeah. imagine well, if Brian see? doesn't have hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Honestly, <laughs> you're not going to have to shave ever again. Wow. Amazing. I think we need another break. Don't you? Stick around, because when we're back, we'll hear how Brian and Claire did. Hi, friends. I'm Cameron Rogers, mental health advocate, mom of two, content creator, and host of Conversations with Cam. This podcast is dedicated to having honest conversations, prioritizing your well-being, and reminding you that no matter what you're feeling, you are not alone. We'll discuss mental health maintenance, the ups and downs of motherhood, the trials and tribulations of life, and have a lot of fun along the way. Whether you are knee-deep in diapers or just trying to keep your sanity intact, this podcast is for you. Expect laughs, maybe a few tears, and hopefully some breakthroughs along the way. Make sure to subscribe and tune in for new episodes of Conversations with Cam every Wednesday morning. Hi, Brian and Claire. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having us again. I have just one question. Are you still bored of salmon? No. Nope. No, we're not. Case closed. Let's go home. Pack your bags and go, but in a good way. I'm dying to know what you ended up going with. Do we want to roll tape on that? Okay, so tonight we're doing Chris's miso glazed salmon with the sushi rice. And then another night we're going to do the creamy, brothy, mustardy Indian cod. Just because that one was like... I feel like Shilpa was just speaking to our heart (laughs) and our soul with those ingredients. Oh, that's great. Wow. Two dishes, two different nights. Which should we talk about first? Oh, man. I don't even know. I <laughs> I feel like we, I feel like you guys gave us two solutions, you know, that were just completely different. I guess maybe the more like basic one, if you will. Not basic. That sounds yeah. bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Sushi rice with miso caramel glazed salmon. Any issues executing this one? And was there was there anything kind of surprising? No, honestly... I feel like one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was that it was so simple. You know, it's just like, here are the steps to actually like sear salmon properly. And here's how you season the rice. And here's how you make the caramel. Like, it's just three little components almost, you know, one going on the salmon and easy peasy, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's just nice to feel like you can just do something right simply. 
and it works. Did you feel like you were able to get the skin crisp the way that has sort of existed in your mind, but sounded like it was a bit of an issue realizing it yourself? (gasps) Chris, you would be proud of me. Yeah? Yeah, I made it happen. Oh, did you? Well, yep. Brian was like, you you need to do this. You need to redeem yourself. <laughs> so I, did, I did that part. What would you say like made the difference in the end? You know, I think whoever I watched do it, did it very magically, but did it with a lid somehow. And I what? think the lid was, I, yeah. After what? thinking that through logically, I'm not sure how that happened. I just like, I really... Don't understand, right? I don't understand. And like, this is the kind of thing that, like, you know, sometimes drives me crazy about only being able to have these conversations. No, no, no. It's it's, it's, like if I were there with you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like, just just, use a lid. Yeah. Like a quiet observer noticing what was going on. Like, I would probably notice something like that. If objective is crispy skinned fish, I probably would know enough to intervene at the moment at which I saw you pulled out the lid, you know? Right. Exactly. But what's surprising is that I know 100% that the crispy salmon that I ate out of somebody else's kitchen was cooked with a lid. So I don't know how they did it, but that's where I went wrong. So as soon as that was done, I was like, oh, obviously that was my problem. The last time was using the lid and it was great. And I think that just the time was helpful for me to trust it. Like just having a very specific time, I think it was like seven minutes or something. Because it is a little bit of a delicate process overdoing the salmon because it looks like it might not be done. But by the time you add that glaze in at the end, it gets a little more heat. But I think it was, what do you think, Brian? I felt pretty proud. Was it? It was was great. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Did you feel like in making this recipe, you learned like key techniques that you could then, you know, use for any kind of fish or any other way? Yeah, definitely. use a lid. (laughs) (laughs) no truly i i think like even the simple things of like searing it on one side for like that seven minutes or whatever and and then the other side only has like a couple minutes like things simple as that and then i think also just like the power of a simple glaze you know Mm -hmm. Like, I think you have to, I think other times I've tried to like doctor it up too much. And maybe that's like the the way to go is like one or the other. You go all out with, you know, a very flavorful, very like uniquely seasoned dish, or you just like keep it simple and have a nice glaze that's like prepared separately or something. Mm-hmm. And then like let the, the fish itself just be cooked well and do most of the talking flavor wise. Mm. Wow. So. Well, I'm glad you had a good experience with it. And talk to me more about the um, the coconut mustard fish. Yeah, so we did that one, I think, like, just the next night. It was really cool. I I mean, I also feel like that one was very simple. In, in terms of, like, preparation time or steps or ingredients, like, it was pretty, pretty easy to do, which I, I kind of expected it would be longer, and I allotted more time for it in the evening, you know? That's always great. a good surprise. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, when dinner's on the table faster, it's nice. What kind of fish did you guys end up using for the mustard fish? We had cod. Oh, you use yeah. cod. Okay, that's a great yeah. choice for this. I, I feel like for some reason for me, white fish feels really summery. Maybe that's just because I'm always eating it in like a fish taco or something. And it feels very like fresh and summery. And so having a white fish taken like a savory direction was new for me. Mm. And I really enjoyed that, like thinking of fish and seafood being like a comfort food mm. rather than a fresh food. Like kind of changed the direction of how I usually approach fish. Oh, that's so fun. That's a very yeah. interesting take on it. So what does this mean for you both, for seafood, for salmon? Like, where are we going from here? Mm. One thing that I really enjoyed about just the whole experience, what I took away for fish in the future, was 
just knowing that like you could make something from salmon just as quickly and easily as you just throw it in the oven with a slice of lemon like it Mm. took us maybe 12 minutes total to actually make the salmon recipe with the glaze and so it was really awesome to have something that was felt like different and fun and really flavor rich without feeling like you had you know a bunch of work that's such a great point that you make i think the main one is kind of off of shilpa's recipe just like exploring the whole like creamy surrounded fish you know Mm -hmm. i don't know where else to go with that but i i'll do some digging you know yeah yeah no there's andy barragani's got a cod poached in tomato coconut broth i want to say that's a great one for you to check out we also had a autolenghi recipe that i think is a little bit steppier but it was for it's either salmon or arctic char steaks poached in like a heavily spiced tomato sauce you need strong flavors for this type of treatment you know clearly that's something that you respond well to and you know having fish cooked right in the 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 medium of like a very densely richly flavorful sauce i think will will definitely put you in good stead yeah and it could be as simple as swapping out the mustard in that recipe for some other yeah like, like a little flavorful curry paste. paste yeah exactly you know I, that's like one thing I thought specifically is like can you go for a more intense like spicier sort of flavor there i thought it could be fun yeah, yeah yeah certainly red curry paste sambal as we both said i wanted to say miso like when you caramelize oh. the miso, but... But that's what like... we did in my dish. <laughs> so get your own idea. <laughs> We're still looking for more Thanksgiving questions and any issues that we can help solve to get you in the holiday spirit. Write to us at dinnersos at bonappetit.com or leave us a voice message at 212-286-SOS1. That's 212-286-7071. We'd love to feature your question on the show. You can find the recipes mentioned on today's episode. Sushi rice with miso caramel glazed salmon, cod with scallion sesame butter, brothy coconut mustard fish, hot smoked salmon noodle salad, and, Lord help me, Shilpa's crackly chewy rice paper salmon rolls on the Epicurious app brought to you by Condé Nast. Just search Epicurious in the App Store and download today. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Dinner SOS is a Condé Nast Entertainment original podcast. I'm your host, Chris Morocco. My co-host this week is Shilpa Skokovic. Our producer is Michelle O'Brien. Peyton Hayes is our associate producer. Cameron Foose is our assistant producer. Jake Loomis is our studio engineer. Amar Lal makes this episode. Thanks to Gabe Caroga for engineering help. We're taking a break on the feed for the next couple of weeks, but we'll be back soon with more solutions for your dinner conundrums. <laughs> oh, they are, they are gone. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, it sounds God. like we walked out to the hallway. <laughs> Here at Dinner SOS, we love tackling your kitchen issues. But what if I told you there's a way to rescue dinner before it turns into an emergency? With expert insights from the test kitchen, cooking and entertaining tips, and a treasury of over 50,000 recipes, Bon Appetit and Epicurious are your lifelines to rescue any meal. 
And right now, our listeners can get 20% off an annual digital subscription, including access to the user-friendly Epicurious app. Just use code SOS20 at bonappetit.com. That's SOS20 for a 20% discount on an annual digital subscription to Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Happy cooking. And don't worry, I'll still be here if your dinner plan self-destructs.